Welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken, a podcast about Jesus, His Word, and our joy in following Him. I'm Michelle Leslie. And I'm Amy Spreeman. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate the time that you all spend with us each week. And if you're new to us, you might be wondering why we picked the name A Word Fitly Spoken for the title of our podcast. And that was back in, I believe, Michelle, it was 2019 that we started this program. And it's taken after uh, Proverbs 2511, which says, A Word Fitly Spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. That's right. How about them apples? Yes. (laughs) And tonight we want to bring you some delicious, nourishing, encouraging words from Scripture to strengthen you in your daily walk with Christ. So this won't be a very long program tonight. We think maybe (laughs) if we get to talking, it might be a little longer than we think. You never know. We'll try. Uh, We'll try to keep it short. (laughs) (laughs) But that's because we've put together something very special in our show notes, and we'll talk to you more about that later. You know, it's so easy to get discouraged by the bad news around us today. You know, the rottenness of sin, the disappointment of loved ones who let us down. And these past several years have have really shown us a world that is growing increasingly dark, but God offers hope through the promises of his truth. Oh, he sure does. And Michelle, without God's breathed out word, I would be sucked right down into how the events unfolding in our nation and around the world make me feel or, you know, sucked into my own circumstances. And that is powerlessness. You know, I'd be horrified, sad, angry, and hopeless all the time. And you know, none of these feelings are of God. And if they aren't of him, then guess where they're from? That's right. The enemy of our souls, ladies. And this should not surprise us at all since, you know, Jesus told us, uh, he told us, he told his disciples, all of his followers, that this is exactly how it would all go down in these days. Uh, We can find that a lot of these verses, uh, 2 Timothy, 3, 1 through 4 says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Wow, what a list. And that is why it is so important to be in the word and to encourage one another in truth as we need to be wise in how we walk, as it says in Ephesians 5.16, not as unwise, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yeah, that's so true, Amy. And you know, I think a lot of us, like you said, we're just, we're so down because of all the, the bad news in the world, you know, it's, and it's making everybody cranky too. Have you noticed that? <laughs> well, yes. And, you know, a little on edge at least. I know that, uh, you know, too much news and I get a little on edge as well. And I, I find myself not being able to, you know, fall asleep as, as well as I used to be able to. Yeah, me too. I have the same problem. And it's it's just so easy to to let the world get you down. And then it's not just the world. I mean, it's professing Christians, too. Um, I mean, we yep. know many of them are, but some, some people who profess to be Christians are false converts. And so uh, a lot of times people who profess to be Christians 
are really not. And they will, they will attack you. You know, there are people who you thought were your friends or you thought were, were allies or, or whatever. And, you know, you'll say something biblical and they will just turn around and tear you to shreds for that. Isn't that something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that can be really discouraging and, and, uh, I, I was just thinking about a reader told me earlier this week, uh, on one of my social media pages that she was just so, so downhearted from, um, just all what she called bickering between Christians. And I said, you know, that's, that's, uh, discouraging to me too, because w- when you say something that's biblical and then somebody you thought was a Christian fights back against it. You almost feel a little bit, um, you know, kind of let down and betrayed and everything. And, and that can happen a lot, especially if you spend a lot of time on social media, you'll see that a lot. And so one of the things that I was telling her was just, um, what can help is just to get off social media for a while, even if it's just for, one day can can help because you don't have that stuff constantly in front of your face. You can just forget about it and focus on, um, you know, something godly and or, even you know, just your family or watch a good movie or something like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree, Michelle. The more time you spend scrolling on your phone, uh, the worse it gets because, you know, and, and it's just a big time waster as well. So, uh, you know, if you have something that you want to post and share and, you know, respond to, do that, but then don't scroll endlessly because all you're going to see is the cesspool of humanity that we, we don't want to be, you know, living in. That's for sure. And you know what else is watching the news? I mean, you and I grew up when we didn't have 24 hour news. I mean, even on the radio, it wasn't 24 hour news. They would just break in with a news brief every now and then. And you watch the nightly news. But now people just immerse themselves in news. And it's mostly bad news. You know, like they say, if it bleeds, it leads. It's it's, well, um, and as a yeah, as a former news producer and journalist uh, reporter, I, I did that as well. If you know, if it if it bleeds, Absolutely. You put that at the top and that's how you hook people in and all the little news teasers throughout, you know, as you're going to break, you make sure you keep your audience. And, you know, we, we don't need to be kept uh, that way. We, we can break away. We can turn that off. You know? Right, right, exactly. And just turn our eyes to more hopeful and more joyful things. I mean, we, we know the bad news, but dwelling on that every day, whether it's on social media or the evening news or the 24-hour day news or whatever it is, we need to make sure that we're not being filled with the constant barrage of the world, but to be filled with the good news of the gospel and and of scripture and the hope that we have in Christ. And so tonight, we want to take the rest of this episode to encourage our listeners with the word, even if you're in the midst of suffering. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Good. Let's start with First Peter 1, 6 through 7 about suffering. And remember, Peter was sharing these words of hope with Christians who were facing slaughter in the days ahead. And here's what he said. This is First Peter 1, 6 through 7. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. 
These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may prove genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. What a great verse, you know, a couple of verses that he tells us to rejoice and that our our trials and our sufferings are just for a little while. Isn't that good news? Oh, indeed it is. It's so amazing to think of the astounding persecution Peter's readers in the church there were facing, and they received the very words they needed to hear in order to know that Christ was never going to leave them nor forsake them. And you know, lady, suffering has always been a part of the Christian life, right? Paul used his own suffering to encourage the church in Rome, and it's just as uplifting for believers today. Uh, For instance, Romans 8.18 says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Oh, how I love that he compared and contrasted his own sufferings with the glory of Christ, which truly comes out in us in trials, don't they? And when we see that happen, whether in the church or in our individual sufferings, we are witnessing the fact that we're becoming refined. You know, even when all is stripped away from us, no one can really steal our joy or steal us out of the grip of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And no one can take away his peace and promise that he is always here for his bride, no matter how dark the situation may seem, it really does pale in the brilliance of his glory. It sure does. You know, even in the most dire of circumstances or in the middle of the most sorrowful loss, Jesus is like we know, the way, the truth, and the life, like Scripture tells us. He's our living bread and water. He's our strength when we're weak. Right now, there are an increasing number of outside forces coming against the church. Enemies of Christ are nothing new, of course, but their sheer hatred of the bride of Christ sure seems to be increasing. At least it seems like that to me. Um, Remember last year when Pastor James Coates up in Canada was jailed for defying the government's COVID laws by keeping his church doors open and preaching the word to his congregants? Yep. Yeah, Amy and I shared a bunch of prayers for James and his family and also his church that you, our listeners, sent in, and many of you sent in scripture, too. We're going to link that episode up in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to that and be really, really encouraged like we were uh, and like they were as well when we sent that to them. But I remember that we read Psalm 121, and it was so comforting. So I want to read that again for anyone listening who needs Christ's strength today. So Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Those are such great verses to meditate on. Um, Here are a few more. Matthew uh, chapter 5, and uh, pick it up in verse 10. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. You know, Michelle, we've titled this episode, Turning Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And I love the hymn that goes along with that. I've been kind of singing that to myself all week. And and we've done that for a good reason, because it seems like when we're focused on the world around us and on our own pain or anxiety or suffering and persecution, uh, that all can seem very overwhelming to us. But when we get our eyes off of the temporal and onto the eternal Christ, the things of this world really do become dim and comparison. We have to remember that we are striving toward an eternity from a world that really is not our home. And it's not just you or me doing this, but all of us, the body of Christ together. We need to keep that in mind. We are family as brothers and sisters who will someday be you know, gathered around one throne to worship the Lord together. And it really puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Yes, it certainly does. And one of the great things about worshiping together around that one throne being is being in unity around all of the things of Christ and all of the things of scripture that it's going to be so restful when we don't have any more conflict, you know, like infighting or, or, or false teachers or false doctrine or anything like that. Everyone will be in agreement on the things of God and the truths of scripture. And that, that picture of us all worshiping around the throne together, we're all worshiping Jesus, the great high priest. And that reminds me of the verse in Hebrews chapter four, starting at verse 15. Here's what it says. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who was tempted in every way that we are, yet was without sin. Verse 16, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and and find grace to help us in our time of need. Oh, I love that. And that also reminds me of that verse uh, from Paul in Philippians one twenty seven. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Yeah. So I want to ask the listeners, what verses do you cling to when things get tough? What scriptures have carried you through the hardest times in your life? Amy and I have compiled a list of verses from the Bible that we're going to share in our show notes for this episode, and there are a whole bunch of them. Yes. So. <laughs> And if, in fact, if you're a, a desktop or laptop user, we have a tool on our website that pops up, that pops each verse up when you, um, when you mouse over the scripture reference. But if you use your phone or tablet, you can just touch the verse and the same thing will happen. We hope you'll, you'll take some time this week to meditate on those verses and perhaps add a few of your own in the comments section. That would really be yeah. great and encouraging to us and encouraging to other listeners as well. Amy, is there a particular verse that has helped you to turn your eyes on Christ when you've gone through a rough time? 
Oh, there are many, <laughs> many, many, many. Um, you know, when I've gone through some recent like health problems, uh, like back when I had my my heart surgery, or or I've watched others suffer. Maybe I've been with somebody uh, who has been dying. That's happened too, and I, I've really been comforted by many verses. But one in particular sticks out to me, Michelle, and that is Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter four and uh, in uh, sixteen. It starts: Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Way, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I just love that because it really takes my mind off of all the things going on in the world or whatever's going on, you know, in our bodies and focuses on, you know, that this is just momentary suffering and um and we can really focus on the things that matter and that's uh, the heavenly realms for sure. How about you Michelle? Is there anything that you really cling to when when things uh, get kind of dicey out there? Well, do I have to pick just one verse? <laughs> no, no, you can pick as many as you want. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not limited to one. Okay. <laughs> well, I I picked three kind of short ones because when you're when you're struggling, it's kind of hard to remember those really long passages. I mean, I really like that one that you just read um, from Second Corinthians four, and and some of the ones that we've been talking about previously as well. How they talk about uh, one of their focuses is that the suffering that we're going through right now is temporary and short compared to eternity. So our suffering has an expiration date, but our joy and our rest in heaven doesn't. There's no expiration date on that. There's That's never going to come to an end. So I really, really love that. But when we're going through that suffering on earth, it can just seem so... Um, forever. It can seem like it's never going to end. So a lot of times it helps me to have, you know, just those short verses to cling to because you're, when you're suffering a lot or when you're afraid of something or worried about something, that's what your mind is focused on. And you don't, you know, maybe you don't really remember those longer passages. So I picked three that are fairly short. The first one's not too, too short, but the second two are pretty short. The first one, it's just one that I really have always loved when I'm going through, you know, a tough time. And it's Isaiah 41, 9b through 10. And this is what it says. You are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous mm, right hand. I love that one. That's in context, he's he's not talking to, you know, that's an Isaiah. He's not talking specifically to Christians or specifically to an individual Christian. But that sentiment, you know, that you are my servant and I have chosen you and not cast you off and all of the other wonderful things in that verse certainly apply to Christians as well. So that was my first one. And then uh, the next one is Psalm 56, 3. And I, I memorized this when I was probably a child. And of course, when I was a child, we were mostly using KJV. So I'm, I've got it in KJV. And it says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And then he, he, yeah, Hebrews 13, 5b says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So those good short ones are good to commit to memory and you can just pray them back to the Lord and, and uh, just meditate on them and be comforted by them. 
You know, you bring up such a good point, Michelle, about how you memorize scripture as a child. And I've shared before that I didn't grow up in the church. And so, um, you know, just having those tucked away in your heart uh, from a, an early age is so important. And, you know, ladies, if you have little ones around or, you know, uh, kids in your Sunday school class or grandchildren or nieces and nephews, help them to bring these comforting verses into their hearts as well. I think it's in these times that they're going to be growing up in, it's not going to get any easier. And uh, so so let's equip them as we've, we are being continually renewed and equipped in God's word. All right. Well, we told you this was going to be short, but again, we do encourage you to go and check out all the plethora of comforting and encouraging Bible verses that we're going to have for you in our show notes today. And remember, if you're looking for that episode on our website, uh, look for the one titled Turning Your Eyes Upon Jesus. So that's going to wrap things up for this episode of A Word Fitly Spoken. Be sure to check out all our resources at our website, awordfitlyspoken.life. And at do subscribe to A Word Fitly Spoken on your favorite podcast platform. We want to leave you with one more, Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, glory to God for that. And until next time, be encouraged, turn your eyes on Christ, and walk worthy.